Come on! Look for something unusual. Something hard. Because of my big legs and karate, I can do the splits no problem. Kumite and welcome to Van Damme, it's Jean-Claude. It's our one year anniversary and boy am I excited. We got a special guest with us as we're talking about the 1994 classic, Street Fighter. Uh, we're joined here by my brother and the producer slash editor for uh, my other podcast, Pointless Discussions, Josh Schroyer. What's good? How's it going, Josh? Hey, doing pretty good. Uh, thanks for joining us here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, now, I remember when we were kids, uh, we used to watch this quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a lot better <laughs> back when we were kids, I have to say. I, I, felt, it, I felt it held up. I mean, it was... It wasn't the greatest movie back then, and it was it's still not the greatest movie, but it's still fun to watch. Oh, yeah, it's definitely fun to watch. Uh, this movie stars, of course, Jean-Claude Van Damme as Colonel Guile, and Raul Julia as M. Bison, and uh, Raul Julia, he kills it. Uh, oh, yeah. He, you guys might know him as Gomez from The Addams Family. Plus, he was in like a ton of other. A ton oh, yeah. of, he was in a bunch of other movies, but you might know him more so from the. Wait, was he Gomez? Yeah, in the in the newer one, the not newer the original. One. Yeah, yeah, it was the the nineties one. Yeah, the movies. Yeah, uh, we are live right now on Magic Scroll Network's Facebook page. Hi, Frank. Uh, thanks for joining. <laughs> He's <laughs> Frank Richards coming in hot. Says Cammy could sit on my face with that outfit. Uh, yeah, I like Chung Lee's outfit. Mm-hmm. We'll get more into that stuff as we're going on. Um, back to Raul. He kills it in this movie, uh, and he actually ends up dying the same year uh, this movie was released yep. uh, from stomach cancer. Yeah, it was stomach cancer. And you could kind of see, you know, he was looking a little skinny in some parts of the movie. Uh, he struggled through it to do the movie because his kids really liked Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he he did an awesome job in this movie. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, we, we love him. He's the whole reason we're here. But let's just, let's just get into him for a little bit before we get into the movie. Uh, now, Time Cop just came out. It was a huge oh, success. Right, yes. uh, he, he's at the top of his game. You know, he's been putting out like uh you know universal soldier mm-hmm. blood sport all these movies are 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 out uh he's at the, his prime right now and so what does he do uh he goes on a big coke bender <laughs> while he's shooting this movie so josh you've got some interesting facts that i actually didn't know uh about jean-claude van damme and the shooting of this movie so and he, I mean, he came out later and told everyone this, but during during the shooting, he would go through about ten thousand dollars worth of coke <laughs> is a, a week. A lot of cocaine. Yes. I mean, I wish I made enough money to go through exactly. ten thousand dollars worth of cocaine a week. I mean, that's insane. Um, he was. And then, honestly, if I was in Jean Claude Van Damme's position, think about it. You know, he's like one of the hottest martial artists 
uh, uh, you know, action stars at the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd be doing $10,000 worth of cocaine. But anyways. But yeah, so um, on, on top of the, you know, the extensive drug abuse, he also was having an affair with Cammy. The girl who the played, played Cammy. That Frank yep. Richards wants yep. her to sit on his face. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they he gets it got so bad that the um, um, director ended up hiring a, a wrangler for him, and it ended oh, up back really? yeah, and it ended up backfiring because the wrangler actually ended up helping him get more coke. So <laughs> that didn't quite work out. But he would he would sometimes yeah, I mean he would not show up to set. If he did show up to set, he would always be drunk or have alcohol with him or coked out, obviously. Um, they had to, you know, he had to, they had ended up having to delay a lot of the shoots, uh, because he wasn't, he just never showed up, but he was the highest paid actor in, on that film set. Which is, is crazy because you would think Raul Julia at the time, you know, it's towards the end of his career. He, he'd been this huge actor leading up to this, you know, he had just done the Adams family movies mm-hmm. Like you would think he would make more money, yeah. But I I don't know exactly how much he made, but the budget was thirty five million, and it probably and thirty of it, it was <laughs> not Jean-Claude. that much. Eight eight million went to Jean Claude, and then after paying Raoul, they pretty much did not have any money. So that's why all the other characters, all the other actors and actresses, were not so well known at the time, right? Because uh, yeah, they pretty much blew their wad on. <laughs> Jean Claude, <laughs> and Jean Claude blew his wad on Cammy. Yeah, <laughs> um, Frank Richard says I figured as much because he always looked like that relative at a holiday family function. <laughs> Dude, there are some scenes in this movie where his pupils are so big that you can't even tell what the color of his eyes are. And one one scene in particular that we'll get into is he's driving like a stealth boat. And, like, during okay, the scene, yeah. he's, like, biting his lip. And, like, you could tell, like, he's just trying real hard not to, like, geek out in that moment. But, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, he, he's apologized and pretty much came out oh, and yeah. said that he's one of the main reasons why this movie didn't do is good. And uh, he was asked to play Guile in the Chung Lee movie, I think you were saying. Yeah, they wanted him to reprise the role, and he was like, no, I want this movie to be better than the original one, the remake better than the original one, which, surprisingly enough, it ended up as considered the worst out of the <laughs> two. Um, everyone still loves Street Fighter, and yet it's when it's funny, too, because it, it, it is on the... Top fifty worst movies ever made. I think it was like number twenty six or something like that. Right. All right. So let's uh, let's get into it, shall right. we? Uh, so the movie opens up. Uh, you, you meet Chung Lee right off the bat. She's mm-hmm. a reporter, and she's reporting on all this devastation that M Bison is uh, causing on the city of Shadaloo. And all we know about Shadaloo is it's in southern Asia. Yep, that's all. That's I mean, they sh- if I remember, they show a map of it, but no, I don't remember that. It's like during the news things in the beginning, like they do show, I think, like a map of where it's located in the world. But yeah, it's pretty much southern, mm-hmm. southern Asia. Now, this is the most asinine, uh, like bad guy plan thing 
ever. <laughs> Apparently, M. Bison kidnaps 63... Oh, you meet... They just they tell you about the, the Allied Nations, the A.N. Yeah, AN. I guess the United Nations is copyrighted. You can't use it. I it don't might know. be. I don't know. <laughs> but so the Allied Nation is everybody in the world come together pretty much to fight in Bison. And apparently in Bison kidnapped 63 Allied Nation siege workers. Mm-hmm. And he was holding them for ransom for $20 billion. He has 63. Like, let's look at this. <laughs> he has 63 people and he wants $20 billion for this. Nobody would pay $20 billion for 60. I don't think no, they would do it. No. You would, and not not just like some, uh, you know, Red Cross workers. Like, it's pretty much what they were. They all had, like, the, the crosses cross on, on them yeah. and stuff. And I'm assuming that's what a siege worker. Um, that's what I got out of it. They were, like, the Red Cross relief aid type right. people. Yeah. And they, he wanted $20 billion for that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, the news report shows uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, you know, on the tank. He's uh, Colonel Guile, uh, and you find M. Bison says he has three days uh, to pay the ransom or all the hostages die. So, yeah, so there's a timer countdown. Yeah, the... Timer on the wall, counting down. Which I guess that's like the they were like paying tribute to the timer on uh, in the video game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, oh, yeah. you had like yeah. the ninety seconds to beat the person. I mean, you saw and, his, on his little floating thing. You saw the control. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I wrote that down. We'll yeah. get into that later. Um, so then, okay, so guy, you know, uh, Chung Lee interviews Guile, and he, he's like, I only got one thing to say to Bison. Oh, and he like does like an uppercut thing, <laughs> like yeah. And I don't understand what that was all about. I, I like, don't know. Uh, this movie tried really hard to to like put out some quality one liners, and it failed every I think, single I time. Think I think it really, was a side effect of Jean Claude State. I think the director that's all was, he could get. Yeah, like, I, we, like, we can only get one sentence out of Jean-Claude Van Damme. We need to make it really <laughs> good. And and jo- I feel like Jean-Claude Van Damme couldn't remember the, line. the lines <laughs> for it. And he just says, like, I think... Okay, we'll get into it. I wrote some of them down, so let's keep going. All right, all right. All right, so pretty much at this point, you know, Guile and M. Bison... Uh, they're talking over a live news feed that's being broadcast throughout the world. Yeah. And they're pretty much just talking shit like, nah, come meet me outside. I'll kick your ass. Pretty much, like, yeah. I'll meet you outside. And they try to track him down you know, or trace the call, yeah. and he cuts it before. But Guile does the dumbest shit ever. He's like, Charlie, what? I'm coming, man. Oh, Don't yeah. Me. Like, why would you call out your best friend? Who's held a captive by the yeah, guy. Yeah, he's like, hey, this specific person that I care about, like, uh, don't worry, we're coming to get you. <laughs> and then, of course, then Bison cuts the feed, and he looks and takes the dude's tag yeah. off, and it's uh, Carlos Blanca. And he's like, Charles? 
Or Charles, that's what it was. Yeah. And he's like, Charles? Which, how do you get Charles from Carlos? I, I don't I don't know. That, that it, was, was a they really like or something. Trying to Americanize it or something? <sighs> I don't get it. Capcom okayed it, so... I mean, they gave... Uh, Guile's first name in the movie is William. I saw that, yeah, yeah. Which, in the game, he's not... You know, a lot of the characters did not have full names. They only were known by the, you know... Guile, Ryu, Honda, you know... Well, it was E-Honda. E-Honda, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so then we meet uh, Vega. Uh, it cuts to him, and he's fighting in his cage with his claw, and he's got his mask on. Yep. And and then we also meet uh, Ken and Ryu at this point, which they are trying to sell fake weapons <laughs> to Sagat. Sagat? I can Sagat? never remember how to pronounce it. I think uh, it's Sagat. It's the funniest shit. They, this is what I don't get about those guns. They were like Nerf guns, and they shot out like the, the Nerf the, balls, the yellow yeah. balls. But like the clip, <laughs> like they put the clip in the gun, and the clip is literally like a size of a can. Yeah, like half the size of a can, and they put it in, and then they start shooting out these. Where the fuck did the balls come from? Exactly. I'm... It... No one knows. <laughs> no if one. anybody knows where the ball comes from. <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, you know, Sagat's pretty pissed about that. And then you meet uh, Dasim, who is the scientist working on Carlos Blanca. And uh, they're pretty much clockwork oranging them. Yeah. Which, yeah. Oh, if, yeah, yeah. if you've never seen Clockwork Orange, uh, <laughs> Frank just said Ken and Ryu were my favorite gay couple in any video <laughs> game movie. Hey, they... they they were awesome in this oh, yeah. movie together. I mean, they definitely were growing it out the whole time. Definitely. And my favorite part was later on, they're like, I only saw the left side of the map. And then <laughs> yeah. Ken's like, well, good, because I only saw the right side right. of the map. And it's like, what? Anyway, so <laughs> Clockwork Orange is, uh, the guy is real bad. He does all this stuff, and then he gets arrested. And they, like, prop him in a chair with his eyes, like, you know, propped open and they keep playing all these happy images mm -hmm. and like force them to watch it. Well, this is like the reverse of that. They've got like this virtual reality mask on Blanca, which he could have just closed his eyes yeah. at any time <laughs> and made him watch all these terrible, uh, images to make them bad, I guess is what they were. Yeah. Talking. They're turning them into evil. All right. So cut back. We've got Ryu versus Vega in this, uh, cage match. And, like, there was a lot of horny women out in that crowd. Like, when Vega comes out, they are going crazy. And then some dude walks over and, like, rips Ryu's shirt off. And they go nuts. And then, like, he starts doing this, like, knife spinny thing. And they're, like, you're seeing, like, dudes put away, like, Vega signs yeah. and stuff. Like, oh, look at him go. And, like, everybody's freaking out. And I was so excited for them to oh, fight yeah. in this cage and then all of a sudden, Guile breaks in with a tank mm -hmm. and just arrests everybody. And that's the end of the scene. Like, I was so disappointed. Like, they were about to fight in the cage, and, you know, from the video game, yep. everything. Like, he had the mask and the claw, and it would have been sweet, and they never went through. So, yeah, so everybody ends up in jail. Sagat, Vega, 
Kyle, uh, Kyle, Ken, Ken, Kyle, Kyle. and Barbie. <laughs> yeah. They were there. Ken and Ryu. Ken and Ryu. Uh, they're all in jail. And then Ken and Ryu pretty much just beat up the entire prison. Like, they get they jumped do, by, yeah. like, a bunch of prison, like, inmates. And they're just kicking all their asses until the guards come. Mm-hmm. And then Guile's like, uh, Ashley, thanks for joining, and Sharon. Um, anyways, uh... She threw my train. Oh, the fight. So guy was like, oh, we can use those guys to go undercover into M. Bison's uh, thing. So the here's the plan, the whole plan. Ryu and Ken were going to fake kill Guile mm-hmm. so that M. Bison and all them trust them into the gang. Yeah. So the way they do this is they break in. Uh, they, they get keys, obviously, because it's all set up. And they unlock it, and then he steals a gun from a dude, and Guile's standing there and gets shot a couple times. And they drive off, and then Chung Lee throws a tracking device in the thing, which, because reporters always carry tracking, tracking device. devices, yeah. you know. And then, uh, yeah, and then you find out that the, um, the army people have tracking device also. But here was one of. My favorite one-liners happen at this point, okay? Uh, right when, like... <laughs> I think he's talking to uh, Saget when he's getting on... When they're all getting onto the truck. Yeah. Okay, so, like, uh, they're low non and Vega and Sagat are, like, chained to each other and they're walking <laughs> yeah. up. And Guile's standing there and he goes, Sagat, I'm the Repo Man and you're out of business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank says that the girl who played Chung Lee did all her stunts too. I can believe that. Yeah, dude, she was awesome. Like, she did an awesome job in this movie. I really like the dude who played Ryu. I think he did an awesome job. Yeah, he did. They could have replaced Ken with about anybody, and I think it would have worked. Yeah. Uh, DJ was unimpressive. Zangief was probably one of my favorite <laughs> he, performances. Same in, here. His, it, his character was great. Oh, his growth through the whole... Sh- like, <laughs> his character has more growth than our main characters did. Yeah. Because the whole point of the main characters was in Bison and Guile want to fight each other and kill each other, and one of them is going to kill the other person. That's the whole fucking thing. And yet they never tell you why. But they never tell you why. They just hate each other. But then, like... Zangief, he goes through this whole transformation where at one point he's a bad guy, but at the end, he's cheering with the good guys. You yep. know, we'll get into that. But, uh, so yeah, he he's the repo man and you're out of business. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he gets shot and everything uh, escapes. Um, and so we're going to get into a clip here. Uh, but before that, I just want to kind of build it up. So like M. Bison is watching the news and he finds out that Guile... Has died. I don't yeah. know if that's in this clip or not, but like he's pissed off, and he's not like everybody thought he'd be happy that he'd be dead, but he's like, no, nah, he's pissed off because he wanted to kill him. Yeah, like what oh, the yeah. fuck does it matter? I mean, <laughs> M. Bison's whole thing, the whole thing through the whole movie was he was like, fight to you know, f- real men, real women, whatever, fight everybody, fight, you know, yeah, like fight it out, and he wanted to kill him. Gentlemen, he always called it a gentleman's fight or something like that. Yeah, and that was his whole thing. So he was pissed that he was Guile. So then, uh, 
he goes into a, you know his big old monologue about his plan on what what his plan is with the yeah. twenty billion dollars, what he's gonna do. Uh, I think he says something about he needs a bigger food court in whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck they're building uh, needs a bigger Bisotopia or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So here's <laughs> his little speech on Bice Bicetopia. Oh, we're waiting. Uh we're here in the nut house, um live streaming it. Imagine scrolling up. You make it a little bigger, yeah. So yeah, we're uh, we're got the live stream going. Yeah, just cover up both of our faces. <laughs> <laughs> That's good right there. Okay, yeah. So we're gonna play this clip and enjoy. Apparently the audio is not working for some reason. So give us a second. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us for our one-year anniversary. Uh, anybody who comments during the live stream, you're registered to win uh, free merchandise. I'm going to give away a T-shirt at the end of this. So st stick around for the end, and we're going to uh, announce a winner. So, all right. So, yeah, this is like the news report and everything about Guile uh, getting killed. We might not be able to watch this clip. <laughs> Apparently. So yeah, as always, you know, uh, if you're joining in on the live stream, uh, say hi. You'll be registered uh, to win some free merchandise at the end. All right, so yeah, back to the regular scheduled program. <laughs> Yeah, Bisonopolis. That's Chung Lee. Congratulations! On the contrary, I mourn. Okay. Hoping to face Guile personally on the battlefield. One gentleman warrior to another in respectful combat. Then I would snap his spine. Ah! The road not taken. But why? Why do they still call me a warlord? And mad? He's such a good actor. All I want to Raul do Julia, like he is it. to create the perfect genetic soldier. Not for power, not for evil, but for good. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> Carlos Blanca will be the first of many. They shall march out of my laboratory and sweep away every adversary, every creed, every nation. Until the very planet is in the loving grip of the Pax Bisonica. Bisonica. <laughs> Everything was by then. Peace will reign in the world, and all humanity shall bow to me in humble gratitude. 
this shows the buildings look like is a little symbol. Oh, hold on. It was beautiful. <laughs> Zangief <laughs> is crying. Oh, uh, Zangief, man. Ah. He's, well, he's probably he's probably my second favorite character in this movie. In Bison, like, he, kill, he kills it. Like Frank says, Bison's my favorite villain in a movie. Like, mm-hmm. And if they would have got anybody other than Raul Julia to play him, I don't think... It would not have turned out the same. This movie would have been so cheesy. Mm-hmm. It would have been terrible. Uh, are you muted now? You were oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So, E-Honda, all them, they're getting kicked off of the base. Yeah. Uh, there's a book sitting on the <laughs> dashboard, and it's called... Shadowloo on $25 a day. And I don't know if back in the day they used to have... Uh, I I, I want to say they did. Like, uh, tourist guides yeah. type thing. Like, oh, you know, yeah, go here and this is how much you can do for such and such amount of day. Huh. But $25 in <laughs> Shadowloo, that sounds like that's one hell of a day. Well, put it this way. Is it, though? Because when Vega and Ryu were fighting, mm-hmm. the minimum bet was $100. Hmm. So how much is the... Like, yeah. that, where, what's, what's the uh, yeah, so. currency? Like, how's it... <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so Chung Lee's, like, ninja outfit sneaks out of the van and goes... Oh, the all-black out, yeah. Yeah, goes, finds Guile, who's still waiting in the fucking <laughs> yeah. morgue. Why is he still, like, laying Covered down? up, laid down, covered up. They're like, all right, here's the, the computers for the tracking device. Yeah. They put the, the... You know, they were right yeah, next to the Yeah, it was right bed. next to the bed. So it was, like, it was like, completely out of place to begin with. Yeah, why would you have that in the morgue? Yeah. You would have that in, like, the... the Command Compu- center. Command center or something. But they had it right next to his body in the morgue, and he was just laying under the blanket. <laughs> and you would think, like, okay, maybe everyone wasn't supposed to know that he that it was a plan. Like, he was fooling everybody. Right. Well, he was. That was the thing. Like, only a <sighs> select few Except knew. for a couple minutes later. <laughs> when, when he calls ev- the guard and everyone Oh, everybody didn't. comes in. Like, yeah. it was like, they knew she was coming? I don't know. Because, yeah, the entire time she's going through, she didn't see a single person. And then... He calls her out, and he's all just like, guards. And they come walking in like they were standing out the door the entire time. Yeah, I don't... Like, they were just waiting there. I don't... Yeah. So then it cuts to, like, a carnival where... I don't know if you listened to the salesman at the very... I should have pulled a clip up of Oh, the salesman was great. No, it'll take too long. Don't worry about that. (laughs) But it was like... It was like... It was a helicopter. It was a U.S. (laughs) helicopter. And the guy's like... Oh, this helicopter is great. It's only, only used once. once to deliver a president or some <laughs> shit like that. And he's like, you can buy it right now. Like, he's selling, like, you could buy helicopters and weapons, I guess. It was like a big. He's like, oh, kick the tires. Yeah, right. <laughs> Spin the propeller. See how easy that works? <laughs> but then they go into this, like, tent, and you see E Honda, Balrog, and Chung Lee pretending to be. Are they magicians, or would you consider that, like, a sideshow? Uh, kind of sideshow magician act. They got in a Capcom barrel. Because that was kind of magic. Oh, yeah, they did get in a Capcom barrel, didn't they? Mm-hmm. That's funny. But, yeah, th- I mean, it wasn't really magic. It was, like, a strongman type, type thing. thing. I don't know what it was. It was, like, a sideshow inside this tent. And then they leave. Uh, and by, it, you find out that Sagat, Sagat, is there to sell M. Bison guns. Yeah. Okay? But M. Bison 
pays in like monopoly money. It's like <laughs> currency with his face on it. Yeah, it's great. So of course Sagat gets pissed off. Like I wouldn't <laughs> take that shit either. Yeah, like fuck that. At first he's like, I promise you a country. Like you can have your own country, or something like that. And then he's like, All right, that's cool, but I still want some money up front. Yeah. And then he gets the monopoly money. So then they're like at a standoff, like old school, like split the room, yeah. like dance off or whatever. And Ryu and Ken, or, or Ken snuck after Chung Lee because he was all horny, like. Oh, yeah, he wanted uh, the banger. And... Frank Richards is. Yeah. And wanted, yeah, wanted him to sit on his face and all that. And so he leaves and he gets beat up a little bit. And then Ryu goes looking for him and mm-hmm. he gets beat up. And then they kind of tell him, like, there's a bomb. Oh, yeah, they confessed the whole plan to him right yeah, off the bat. Like, like, oh, yeah, this is what we're doing. You guys just shut... Sh- well, I guess... The- Chung Lee knew, though, that they yeah. were working oh, yeah, for yeah, Guile because right. she knew Guile was still alive. So she kind of knew they were on the good thing. But they walk into this tent, completely <laughs> oblivious of this dance-off that's about to happen. <laughs> and they're, like, just in the middle. And then they get split up on, like, both sides. And that's when Chung Lee, like, uh, it's like old school supervillain, like I'm James Bond, I'm confessing everything, like open, like comes through on the television, yeah. like I'm going to blow you up now. It's going to blow <laughs> up. And so, of course, everybody has enough time to get the fuck out of there before it blows up. Like, why? I don't know. There, so there was a reason for that in a couple other scenes throughout the movie. Um, the director came out and actually stated that his, ins- uh, his inspiration for the street fighter movie was based off of James Bond. Okay. Star Wars. Star Wars? Yeah. We'll get, I'll, I'll okay. point that scene out a little later. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 Star Wars, uh, and a couple other like sci-fi. Well, there's definitely like references to a bunch of movies. Oh yeah. Oh, they, yeah. The... They make references throughout the entire movie, which was kind of funny. Cause I mean, Capcom funded most of it, or pretty much almost all the entire movie. And so you would think you'd see more Capcom related type stuff, but mm-hmm. it, it's more pop culture. Like they put a shit ton of pop culture of the time in that, in that yeah. movie. Oh, for sure. I mean, so, okay. So where we're at, uh, blah, 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 blows up. Mm-hmm. The thing blows up, but everybody gets out. Oh, Oh, Zangief. Oh God. Best character in the whole <laughs> fucking movie. He's be- he beats in bison with oh, this. Yeah. After the warning <laughs> plays, <laughs> everybody's just like in awe staring at this thing. And Zangief goes, Quick, change the channel. <laughs> oh shit. Um So yeah, of course Chung Lee, Ihana, and Balrog all get caught by M. Bison. I, they they fucking... wanted to watch the explosion or something. I don't know. They yeah. you would think they would be further away. They should have just planted the bomb, got the fuck out of there, yep. blown everybody up, it would have been done, but then there wouldn't be another hour in this amazing movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I I was telling you earlier, I, I got about an hour into this movie, and I was like, oh, it's almost over, cool. And I paused it, and there's still like 50 minutes <laughs> left. And I was like, what is there 50 minutes left? Well, we'll find out what there's yeah. fucking 50 minutes left in. Uh, so now they're back at M. Bison's uh, headquarters, which is good for Guile, though, because now the trace, the tracking Tracker device is, in, is there. Yeah. They know where it's at, and... Earlier, there was like a, a scene where an assassin tried to come and kill Guile. Remember, he was serving. Oh, they were in the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were and he in, jumps uh, up, and then he's like, and he like he like kicks his legs out, and then like 
beats him up and he's like any other new uh what was it any other new developments yeah. or some shit like any other new developments but one guy was like how are we gonna attack by land water or air well those are your only three options i mean <laughs> yeah. really... well they decided they were going to attack by water uh, the plan is to send the whole fleet in one way while uh guile goes up another um and attacks the thing uh, no. Hold on, Ashley says you always get me hyped up about these movies. I gotta watch them. Yeah, <laughs> definitely the, watch it. That's yeah. the whole purpose of this podcast <laughs> is to hopefully, if you've seen the movies, you listen to it and you remember how awesome they were. Or like you know, in your case, uh, you've never seen them at all, and I can let you know just how amazing these movies actually are. So imagine how different the movie would have been if it was an air assault. I feel like it would have played out pretty much the same. They would have had a stealth chopper. Or a stealth plane. chopper. And that was just... the original plan was air assault, but they weren't allowed to fly. They were going to have a shit ton of uh, plane, like helicopters come in, Yeah. and they would not allow the director to use the airspace for all the helicopters yeah, that, he wanted. Yeah. So they decided to go water, which was funny because, or not real funny for the, the people in the um, crew, Uh if they got water on them from the river, they ended up getting sick of shit. Um, <laughs> it was oh, it was horrible for the crew filming there. Like they they got the water on them, they got sick. A um, couple of the producers ended up almost getting killed. Like two of them almost got killed, never came back. <laughs> um, a lot of the they the this movie was just a disaster. <laughs> oh, it was a disaster from, from the beginning. Um, they, they lost, like, during filming, they ended up losing a bunch of weight. So you can tell when they were filming in, um, like, they filmed in Australia, and I cannot remember where they filmed a good chunk of, like, the river scenes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, when they were in Australia, they were, like, healthy looking. And then you look at the scenes when they were in the, the, the one plate, the hellhole, they were, they looked like they hadn't eaten in fucking days. <laughs> so... Oh, well, you know Jean-Claude Van Damme didn't touch any of that water. He, oh, no, he, hell no, he, he no, no, no. He didn't, no. He was the only one that was, like, in a penthouse while everyone else was, like, in the slums. Yeah. Um, so, uh... He did have his own personal gym built in right, the penthouse. Right. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to attack by water. Mm-hmm. Uh, E-Honda, uh, he's getting whipped. By like the, the oh, that scene was I, that scene was really good. That was yeah. I like that scene. And you like know, he's he like not yeah he's not showing any pain whatsoever. And Balrog's just like making or no E Honda, E Honda's getting whipped. And but Balrog's he's making picking his teeth, and, making jokes yeah. about it and shit like that. And then and so when the dude, dude leaves, leaves, he's like oh. Oh God, it hurts so much, and he's like bleeding everywhere. And he's he he kind of says that he uses his uh, he's a sumo, sumo yeah, training. He, he can be his mind, his body can be in one place, and his mind can be in another. Right. Uh, oh, and then Ryu. This is where Ryu and Ken get their red and white outfits. Yep. Which I don't understand why. <clears throat> Why half red? Why are the trainees in half red half and half red. white? <laughs> like why? I feel like how do you s- determine which one? Right? Was... Who gets the red? Who gets the white? Yeah. Like, does it mean anything different? Is one an A team and the other is the B team? Or like, I feel like you would have saved a ton of money just going with one color. One color. Probably would have been cheaper just to go all white. And this also brings up another point: Why was there an incinerator in the training room? I don't know. Or. 
That was the it was in the training room locker room. They That's had the right. Incinerator because they threw Ken's they threw Ken and Ryu's clothes with like the first That's time you right. see it, he throws it in the incinerator and burns their old clothes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it, maybe that's what heated the entire compound. Oh, you know what? That, and they made they the were trainees, in an old yeah they were yeah. in an old temple. Well, yeah, yeah, they built a fucking base underneath the temple mm-hmm. and made the trainees stir the fire. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get into another clip here. Um, at, okay, so at, at this point, uh, a guy shows up. He's been in a ton of movies, and I wish I would have figured out his name and stuff. But he shows up and he tells Guile that the security council decided they're going to pay. Oh, that guy! They're going to pay twenty billion dollars for sixty-three people. Nobody. Yeah, I'm negotiate. sorry. Nobody ever anywhere, any country is going to pay twenty billion dollars for sixty-three people. Especially back in 1994. Right. I mean, it would have to be like some real important like. Somebody who knows the cure to like cancer gets kidnapped. Yeah, would be the only way they'd pay twenty billion dollars for somebody. I mean, they I would just yeah, be like, they're, <laughs> they're expendable. Exactly. They're fucking expendable. So, anyways, so Guile makes the speech uh, to uh, uh, his soldiers to kind of like motivate them uh, to go. Pretty much saying he quits, but he's still gonna go fucking kill. Yeah, they all went AWOL. So I figure we did an M. Bison monologue, so let's see how coked out Jean-Claude Van Damme does. (laughs) And uh, The audio people, you won't be able to, but for the people watching the live stream, just kind of look at his eyeballs and stuff and see, (laughs) let's see if he's coked out in this scene or not. Oh, the video for, uh, it's Okay, we're having a uh, quick again. We're having technical difficulties. Uh, that's the video you sent me. Oh, it's the just a bad video. <laughs> it's lagging. So yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for joining, everybody. <laughs> uh, for the audio people, if you ever want to watch the live stream, string or stream, stream. either one, uh, head over to Magic Squirrel Network on Facebook. Uh, Make sure you check out MagicScrollNetwork.com. And if you ever want to get any merchandise from your favorite shows, Teesprings.com slash store slash MagicScrollNetwork. Are you petting the squirrel, Josh? petting the squirrel. Nice. (laughs) All right, so we're going to get this video working one way or another uh, so we can compare monologues. <laughs> Alright, so that's it. He says he'll handle it. Uh, now we're it's buffering again, guys. Sorry, I know this is unprofessional and somebody might give me a two-star review on iTunes, but <laughs> that's how we roll here yep. in the nut house. Uh, so I'll say uh, teesprings.com slash store slash Mads Squirrel. Uh, we are giving away free merchandise, uh, free t-shirt to anybody who comments. We'll pick the pick the winner from the comments at the end of the show if this doesn't pull up i mean it's fine i'll just keep going but 
Mm. You think it'll work or no? I think so. I mean, it's buffered all the way now. All right, we're going to try one more time, everybody, for this monologue. For the audio people, I tried to pick clips that were actually Welcome to the Shadaloo front. You're just in time for the kickoff. I'm afraid not, Colonel. Security Council has just voted. They've decided to negotiate. They're joking. We think we can deal with General Bison. You're instructed to call on Contact him. Request an extension of his deadline. We are prepared to pay the ransom demand. Twenty billion dollars? What right? would prevent him for from taking more hostages people. next month and asking for fifty billion? One hundred billion? Yeah. <laughs> Punch that dude. No. You've lost your balls. Colonel Guile, deliver these instructions to your troops. Then consider yourself relieved of your command. Damn. He's like the best colonel you got. I just received new orders. Our superiors say the war is canceled. We can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes. And our friends who have died here will have died for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideals like peace, freedom, and justice they get packed up but we can all go home just keep saying we can all go well home. i'm not going home I feel like the guy with the mustache should have had i'm gonna get on my boat and i'm going up river and i'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is gonna feel it no who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? He's coped the fuck out right there. <laughs> Dude, that, last, that last scene, you could tell oh, he yeah. was fucking coked out. He got, That was a pretty good monologue. I mean, other than he kept saying, go home, everybody go home. The devil's dandruff is strong with John Glover. <laughs> Jesse says that movie is dookie. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not one of Jean-Claude Van Damme's best mm -hmm. movies. I mean, there's a reason why it's in the top 50 worst movies ever made. Yeah. All right, so we, we cut back uh, to M. Bison and uh, Chung Lee. Let's, let's hope this next clip <laughs> works out good. I'm going to give you I, some... I didn't one of the strings I had on here, so it's cool. Um, so we're going to set this up a little bit while you're getting that set up. So, uh, of course, it would not be a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie if some woman isn't about to get sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. uh, so the movie, in, the movie in this girl, <laughs> the girl in this movie happens to be Chung Lee. And uh, she's about to be a sex slave for M. Bison. I guess that's what they were like kind of insinuating. Yeah, pretty much. He saw, you know, he sees her as weak and is going to take advantage of her. Yeah. His, his many hats. Yeah, his many hats and his sweet ass robe that he has. <laughs> but it's so funny because like uh, okay, so the reason I'm playing this clip, I, I know we just played a clip, but uh, 
We should just watch the whole movie. That's really what I was I was watching. This. I was like, God, I wish we could just watch the movie and just do the podcast while we watch it because there's so much you can talk about. Oh yeah, do like a mystery science theater shit on it. But, uh, like, M. Bison has a line in this that's like one of the best lines oh, yeah. ever about like you know Chung Lee's like you killed my dad and ruined my life and all this shit and he's just like whatever, but. Uh, yeah, and but it's so funny because he's like, as she's like telling him about how M. Bison like killed his family and all Destroyed this shit. Destroyed her life, and he's like lighting candles, putting a robe on, like getting some drinks, uh, setting the lights. On it. Yeah, yeah, like really setting the mood for this sexual assault that's about to take place here. But he had one sweet uh, stereo system though. Right. But the only difference is in this movie, Chung Lee saves herself. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need uh, Jean Claude Van Damme to rescue her so yeah so we're gonna see uh, this clip whenever andrew is ready oh he's been ready that's i love his artwork on the walls they're great um i don't think we have any audio you and your gang of murderers gathered your small ounce of courage to raid across the border for food weapons Slave labor. I know, right? My father was the oh, she, she goes through a couple different emotions. Well, she's just like messing with him because yeah. she knows, like, she's about to kick his ass. Justice. Like, he gathered the few people that he could to. Oh man. Stand against you. Well, I thought we would. The third you one was going to be the charm, but We're apparently. By farmers. I don't know either. I don't know anything about tech, so I can. <laughs> so why don't we start with? So now we're gonna watch uh... back here. Why? Because we're gonna sort of start with our masters. What's your zoom? <laughs> the Andy Griffith Show. Ron Campbell is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're back. Okay. God, I'm getting another two-star review about how unprofessional this podcast is. <laughs> it's buffering, guys. I'm so sorry. Well, there. Okay, so uh, right now in the video that's frozen, he's making the drinks. He's making the drinks, and he's got his robe on. Stand against you. But they're still talking, so it's like past this point. I don't understand what's going on there. You I have them all loaded up. We're driven back by farmers with pitchforks. You got too many uh, windows open. A little behind the scenes. All right, so. saved his village at the cost of. Can we start this over? My father saved. Has it been playing? Like, I don't. I mean, really, I just need the audio. If the video's going to fuck up, I'm sorry, live streamer. Oh, Frank Richards says, hey, you get five from me and I don't even have iTunes. Hey, I'll take it. I appreciate that. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. So, live streamers, the video might fuck up. We're really mainly focusing on the audio of this. You were just a petty drug lord. Petty drug lord. You and your gang of murderers gathered your small ounce of courage to raid across the border for food, Now the video's weapons. gonna work. <laughs> Slave labor. Whenever I go full screen, it goes fucking nuts. My father was the village magistrate. 
simple man with a simple code. Just that hat collection. Hey, they're all we the same hat, just different colors. Yeah. It's because in the video game you could change the color of your. That's right. I forgot about that. You and your bullies were driven back by farmers with pitchforks. Sounds like some BDSM. <laughs> it does. <laughs> My father saved his village at the cost of his own life. You had him shot as you ran away. A hero at a thousand paces. I'm sorry. Uh, here we go. I love this. I don't remember any of it. You don't remember? For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. <laughs> God, that's so evil, man. It like, uh, most important day of your life, but to me, it was just Tuesday. Oh, man, that's crazy. Uh, so, Ken and Ryu rescue Ihonda and Balrog from the, thing, uh, the torture chamber. Which they kind of rescued themselves. Yeah, they would have got out anyways yeah. as soon as the... Uh, torture okay. dude came in. Oh, it, yeah. Um, it'd be over. So, can uh, ready? Let me get back on track here. Oh, and then they come in and, like, interrupt. Like, Chung Lee, like, starts. Like, she breaks free of her little Chinese finger trap handcuffs. Whatever that was, yeah. And, like, just starts kicking uh, in Bison's ass. Like, she would have probably. Oh, probably would have killed him. But then here comes Ken Ryu, and Honda, Balrog, boom, and they're all like, "Oh, Chug Lee, look at me!" Yeah, yeah. And she looks over, Bison dips out, gasses them all, yeah, yep. and now they're all fucking caught again. Like, yep. So then the timer runs out, and he has DJ check his bank, his Swiss bank Swiss account. Swiss bank account, yeah. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Checks his Swiss bank account. There's no money in it. No money, so he's like, "All right." Release the hound. By this time, uh, Guile, uh, he has gotten into the lab. He's broken into the lab. Yeah. And he meets uh, Blanca for the fir first time. He sees his buddy, Charles. Uh, <clears throat> now, Dalsim, uh, for like 40% of the treatment, like changed the images from bad to good. To good, yeah. To like save Weddings, it. puppies. Yeah. And um, stuff like that. And so when he gets freed, uh, or no, he gets freed because the guy catches... The guard is, The guard catches, catches him, him. And starts beating the shit out of him. Beating the shit out of him. Knocks him into the mutant gin stuff that mm -hmm. they're injecting into... Blanca. Blanca. It gets spilled on his arm, so you think, oh, he's going to do the stretchy arm thing. No, no never fucking no. He does lose the hair, though. Yeah, he does. And then Blanca gets out, saves Dalsim. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme's racing through on a, a see-through, or the stealth. The stealth uh, uh, speeder. Speeder blowing up the, the towers and stuff. And, like, I, the only thing I got to say is, like, the machine gun, mm -hmm. it's shooting, right? Yeah. It's like, ba 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 ba. You'd think you'd see that. You right? would see the flash yeah, of the muzzle the on yeah. the cameras, yeah. regardless. They get caught. 
That scene when he's in there, I'm telling you, he looks so coked out <laughs> inside that boat thing. Uh, did you see the paint was coming off the boat? I didn't pay attention to that. Both no. sides, you can see the white. The boat was actually white, and they painted, and they painted it, black. it black. And as they were running through the the river, you could see where the paint. Because was Because the off. boat or the river was so fucking toxic <laughs> yeah, that it was eating, eating the paint, the paint off. Jesus. Of, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Allied nations show up. They're attacking. Uh, <laughs> so. Okay, before we get into, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, so let's go back. Okay. So they're in the stealth boat, yeah, okay? Yeah, in the stealth. They get caught, they can see the boat. Yeah. And so then uh, Guile and Bison, Guile's home videos of him and Charles hitting on women gets oh. interrupted. Like, why? He's on the way, to the, he's like blowing shit up yeah. on the way, and he's watching like home movies of him and his buddy, like, macking on girls mm-hmm. in Paris or some shit like that. The funny thing, they actually, ins- they would have installed that video Later. tape recorder oh, into right. it. Just right. so he could watch it. Specifically, Specifically so he can watch home yeah. movies on the way. This is the second movie that's as In Time Cop, he went home and he would always... Uh, feet Strider? JJ says Feet Strider. You're going to have to elaborate on that. Yeah. You know? I don't know. But you're registered for a t-shirt, so stick around to the end. Um, Alright, so... Yeah, in, in Time Cop. He's, he goes home every night and watches video home videos of him, his dead wife. That's right, yeah. And like, every time he speaks in the video, he would like fe- speak <laughs> and shit. And he would get drunk and pass out watching these home movies. So something about Jean-Claude... Maybe that's like a new thing. That I've got to add. Does Jean-Claude Van Damme watch a home movie in the movie? (laughs) Like, I don't know. But, okay, so here was another, okay, here's another one-liner that Jean-Claude Van Damme says. And this one is, it's very similar to the first one I Mm -hmm. said. Yep. So they're talking over the the screens, like, at the beginning or whatever. And Jean-Claude Van Damme says, this is the collection agency and your ass is six months overdue, Bison. And it's mine. A little long. More of a two-liner than a one-liner. But, and was Guile a repo man in his past life? Before he joined the army, was he, did he, co- like, go around collecting cars? It must have and, been his, his first job. Right. Before going in. <laughs> All of his one-liners have to do with repo and collection agencies. It's so fucking funny. Oh, and like you said before, so Bison blows up. Okay, so Bison blows up the ship. Yep. They, they eject from it. And I wondered why they didn't show him swimming in the water. That's why. Because it's toxic it's, waste. Yeah. Well, it shows Bison's controller on his hovercraft. As he's blowing and, shit up. And uh, it was legit like the old arcade Two button, yeah, joystick. The two player it was, joystick. Yeah, with the, with the fucking map. And then it, the background was the map. That you used to go to fight oh, the different right. it characters. Was. Yes, yes. So that was a little awesome little thing they threw in there. Um. So yeah, so Blanca gets released, like we were saying. Dalsim gets covered in the shit. Uh, Blanca saves Dalsim. Guile is reunited with Charlie, and Charlie's like, "Help me." Help me! And John Claude Van Damme's first is- instinct is, "I'm going to shoot you in the fucking head." I'm going to take you out. He's like, oh. "I'm coming here to save you." And then, yeah. the way the, oh, the first you... thing the 
How are we going? How are we going to mac on chicks in Paris when you're green with orange hair? <laughs> and like, so Dalsim comes and saves Blanca from Guile, the person who was coming to <laughs> save, save him. him. <laughs> and it just showed what type of character never, Guile was. Right? Yeah, he like, didn't give a fuck. Like, for real, he never asked, "Is there a cure?" Can no, we cure this? Yeah. Can we reverse this? Is this reversible? <laughs> like, don't worry. We'll fig- We'll put all our resources into finding a cure. Nothing. He's just no. like, all right, I'm going to shoot you in the head. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, so, yeah. So then, like, now all the troops. It's red alert. Everybody's fighting. Oh, no, no, no. So uh, the timer runs down to zero. Yeah. Bison's like, okay. Let's release the hound with Blanca on the captives. And, and Blanca eat all of them. Eat them all. And here comes Guile doing his, like, crazy Fly flying uh, jump kick out. Like, so far, it was ridiculous <laughs> how far he jumped from this pit up onto the thing, hit Bison. Yep. And they start all from a standing position, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, instantly, it was just like, <laughs> like, flying through the air. Um all these sh- soldiers show up, and all Guile has is a knife. And he pulls out a knife, and they all start backing up. And like Guile's like all cocky, it's yeah, like, he's like, oh, like yeah. again shows his character. <laughs> he's all like, "Fuck yeah, I did it!" And like turns around, and like, there's like all his soldiers, Cammy and uh, everybody, Tonka, everybody's mm-hmm. back there. All right, we are you ready for this next? This is the final clip, guys. Fingers crossed, everybody. Final <laughs> clip. Uh, uh, yeah, this is probably one of the best fight scenes in the whole movie, next to Guile and Bison's. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. This is E Honda versus Zangief, and I pulled this because uh, they made it like it was a fucking old Godzilla yeah. movie. It was <laughs> it's so good. There's not a lot of dialogue in it for the audio people. I'm sorry. Uh, just picture Godzilla. But it's really yeah. Ihan, the sumo dude and this big giant su- Russian. Uh, yeah, big, big sumo versus a big Russian. Right? Mm-hmm. Go! Go, e Honda was an awesome actor, too. He did it. Oh, yeah. E Honda just busts through a wall, a cinder block wall or stone wall. Two of the best characters in the movie fighting at it. This is like a cut. They like cut it so it's all together. So they fall through the floor. Still punching each other. Still, yeah, still beating each other's asses. And now they're like in in the basement, like busting through doors. <laughs> just like going at it hardcore. And I love when E Honda does his like hundred hand slap. Hundred hand slap oh, on yeah. him, dude. This is so good. That guy was it's originally supposed to play Ryu. Yep. And he's doing Oh, here's the Star Godzilla. Wars. Yeah, they're all talking in Japanese. And then they look on an old black and white screen. <laughs> or, yeah. And they're like trashing Bison or Bisonopolis. It's even got the Godzilla noises. And they're just looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is the Hunter Hand Slap. And then they're just like, Honda. Come on! And then there's like, oh, sorry, done fighting. Sorry, man. Can't pay no more. 
And Zangief's just so confused. Oh, I hope they... they oh, man. I love that part that was just about to happen. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then we'll talk about that, because that's actually the end of the movie there. Because uh, so, it kind of cut clips of their fight scenes together. So. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, Guile and M. Bison, they're like, you know, let's, let's do this one-on-one. Everybody leaves the command center except for those two and they fight it out and guile just like whoops in bison's ass for the most part uh and kills him he straight kills him but he kicks him into the Uh, computer yeah and electrocutes him and he fucking dies but uh in bison's suit is like self-resuscitating so it does cpr first I, l- I Which, love the AI that was it, that lady that <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, CPR initiated, and then it was like uh, shock, electric shock, yeah. and then it was an adrenaline, adrenaline shot, shot and came back. level three. Or um, something like so during this time, DJ goes and steals all of M Bison's money yeah. and shit, and he's and, thinking like he just takes the big suitcase and he's thinking yeah. it's it's real money, real money, yeah, yeah. and he dips out. Uh, Ken goes to try to find the money, but he sees it's gone. gone. And then he looks at the video and sees Ryu about to get jumped by Sagat and Vega down in the training room. And so Ken goes and joins him. Because Ryu's like fighting both of them. And then Ken shows up and Ken fights uh, Sagat, 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 whatever, however you say it. And then... Uh, Ryu is fighting Vega, mm-hmm. and they he puts his head in the fucking the the furnace incinerator, incinerator thing that's and in the... burns his, <laughs> a scar on his face, and uh, like it's so funny like watching the two fighting styles between the guy who played Ken mm-hmm. and the dude who played Ryu, and the dude who played Ryu is doing the legit like fights and shit and he does the Hadouken yep. but it doesn't shoot a fireball out there it is just, a flash though it is it? a flash yeah. and he goes bah, and dude goes flying back uh, the Ken dude does do the little spin kick but you can he tell he does the uppercut too oh he does the uppercut and then did Ryu do the spin Ryu, Ryu did, did the, the spin, spin yeah. kick but yeah all Ken could do was the uppercut move because and even that looked terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just looked bad. Like, that, I did not like the guy who played Ken. Yeah, he was not the best choice. But, I mean, that was probably the best they could afford. Right. For sure. <laughs> I feel like that guy was a friend of somebody. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you can be he Ken. Was, he was casted before Ryu was casted. That's crazy. So, he was already in place. And because the one Japanese guy that we saw talking, he was actually going to be uh, Capcom wanted him to be um, Ryu because he's actually Japanese. Well, right. He didn't speak a lick a lick of English at all. So like anytime you see him talking in the movie, yeah, they made him he was a, dubbed. They made him a commander or some shit yeah. like that. Well, I can't remember. And his then name. they ended up putting his character into later Star uh, Street Fighter video games. As kind of like a, you remember the the game they made off of this movie? Oh yeah, yeah where yeah. it was the live action. Yep, people. Street Fighter. It was, movie. it was like Mortal Kombat. Yep, like the the style because you had the live. He action. was yeah. They put the yeah, they put uh, the captain in that. That's what his first appearance was in the movie. Nice. And then they brought him back in like Turbo or something. Yeah. Like so okay, so Bison comes back with the adrenaline shot, and now he's got his electric power, 
and he's like talking about magnets and shit, and that's how he can fucking fly. fly. Which means, unless you were in a metal fucking room like they were, your thing's useless. Yeah, pretty much. Like, how are you going to hover on dirt? Unless it like his, his unless his boots or the magnets and it shoots the I don't I know don't, yeah they but didn't really go into I that. try to find a <laughs> clip of because he's like doing his like flying move where he's he like shoots across and he's like hitting guy all left and right with his flying move mm-hmm. and it was fucking that Raul Julia dude doing the fucking flying thing because you like see his face and he's like ah. yeah they, yeah like I they mean for somebody with fucking yeah somebody with stomach cancer. Uh, to fucking do that back and forth. I mean, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah, and then, uh, Guile ends up kicking him, doing his, uh, kick, his spin kick. Oh, yeah, the twirl. Oh, dude, that part was cool. Yeah, he does the, the, like, three or four times. Uppercut kicks three times, and that was fucking sweet. Yeah. And, but no, he does his, like, twirl kick or whatever, and sends... Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, bites into, into, the into the TVs and kills them finally. Yep. Uh, then he's leaving. And that's when you get the E Honda and Zangief fighting, and they're like, "Honda, let's go!" And he's like, "Oh, sorry, Zangief," and leaves. Well, DJ comes walking up, and this is when you see Zangief is like. We gotta stop them. They're evil. And DJ's like, no, M. Bison's evil. Like, yeah. he's bad. And he's like, well, then why were you working for him? And DJ's like, because he paid me well. And then DJ, like, dips off, and Zangief's just like, you got paid? And that's the moment you re- he realized he's working it, for the wrong, wrong side. People. Yeah. And <laughs> he actually ends up saving everybody's life because yep. the door was about to close because the building was exploding. And he fucking holds the door open. And everyone goes through. And they get out. And uh, he joins the good guys, and that's pretty much the end of the movie. Blanca and Dossim get blown up. As far as we know. As far as we know, they get blown up, and Bison gets blown up. Everybody else gets out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because and... it's just Sagat and DJ, and they got the they open up the chest, and it's full of the Monopoly money. Yeah. And it's like, what do, what do you expect? What the fuck do you expect at this point? Uh, and the interesting fact to add to the whole cursed... Uh set or film just in general this Mm -hmm. director i don't know why i don't know if he did anything after this i wouldn't so they that uh the scene where the temple blows up yeah they built that scene it cost them like i think it was like twenty thousand. like it was a pretty good chunk and they were only supposed to blow up part of it Mm -hmm. because you know they spent all this money on the scaffolding like the scaffolding's not cheap right all right and so they have this elaborate set and they were only supposed to blow up part of it well Something happened, and all all the pyros just go off and destroy <laughs> this expensive scaffolding, destroy the entire set. Just and the cast was actually standing like right next to it as it blew up. Like the reactions mm-hmm. when it blows up, that's actually kind of was a real reaction because they were standing that close to it when it blew up. That's and crazy. so yeah, they they the director was like, "Fuck it, we're leaving this in the scene because you know we just blew up twenty thousand dollars." <laughs> yeah, and we can't reshoot it because we just blew and we can't bit. reshoot it. And there was actually quite a bit of reshoots in this, um, this movie because uh, so Capcom wanted it done by December of ninety John Claude was on his own time schedule, right? <laughs> the entire movie. So they ended up like they weren't. He ended up doing the the thing where, oh, we're six days behind. Rip this page out. All right, we're caught up. 
So they mm. he ended up ripping out half the script. Oh, he didn't have very many no, lines no, no. in this. And then when they finally got the movie done, the MPWA ended up giving it an R rating. Capcom's like, no, this is a video. You know, this it's is supposed kids. to be a kids game. We're not doing R rating. So they go through and cut. Like all the backstory. all of it, they cut everything out of it, and it and the MPAA ends up giving it a G rating. And Capcom's like, no, teenagers don't want to go see a G rated movie. So then they had to go and reshoot and add like the son and of add a the bitch. son of the bitch and the cussing <laughs> to bump it back up to an MP thirteen, uh, you know, a PG thirteen. That's why a lot of the continuity in the movie made no sense whatsoever. Or it just it didn't fit, and there's a bunch it jumps, of chunks missing. It jumps. It jumps. Even when we, when I'm trying to talk about this movie, I felt yeah. like I was jumping. But no, that's actually the how the movie was. That's really how the movie is. Um, and the fight scenes were actually actually supposed to be more elaborate. Um, Capcom wanted everybody doing their signature moves. They wanted right. which they, they wanted did it. for the most yeah. part. It, so when they were filming, though, they had to do the fight, film the fight scenes in the studio next to them while they were filming the dialogue scenes. Because of the time crunch, mm-hmm. so the director wasn't able to direct the fight scenes. Well, after they get most of the fight scenes done, he's like, Dis- "We can't use this because a it doesn't fit in with what we filmed, and b they're not doing any of their signature moves." And then the choreographers, you know, they I mean, they almost got into a fist fight over it because he's like, "You can't put dude flipping three times. That's not realistic. He can't have a guy hover in the air and do a spin <laughs> kick." He's like, "It's not realistic. It's not going to look, you know, it's going to look cheesy. It's going to look corny." And it's they, a video game movie. But th- that's the thing. It's a video game movie and they actually almost duked it out over how well, the fighting was supposed to I'm go. I'm glad they added the moves in. Oh yeah, well, Capcom wasn't going to allow them to release the movie if they didn't have some of the signature. And it was only supposed to be like 7 character or no like five characters five to seven characters they had a lot and capcom was like no we want this person in we want this person in yeah we want, we want all of them so in, they ended yeah. up being most of them and just that's why you only saw them as a cameo like a little spot here a little spot there because capcom wanted everybody in it and the director was like we only really want <laughs> these five people all right, well, uh, let's go through our checklist like we normally do. He did no splits in this movie. Nope, um, he's probably too kangry. Is that coke angry? <laughs> he's kangry. <laughs> and didn't want to do them. Uh, you don't see his butt because, like Josh said, it was a PG-13. He yeah. might have saw his butt in the rated R version, it's, but we'll From what know. I understand, they left a lot of good scenes on the cutting floor. Mm, that to, sucks. Yeah. Uh, does he save someone from sexual assault? No, but there is a sexual assault that almost happens between Chung Lee and Bison. So that's about one of three of his normal of what we found in most of what I found in most of his movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I could see that this was a, you know, he was in a different place at this time in this, his career. So, Yeah. Uh, would you recommend this movie to people, Josh? Um, it, it, even though it is, it is a bad movie, it's still a fun movie all around. Like it, if I enjoy watching it just cause I like, I like the video games. The nostalgia. The, the nostalgia and the fact that, yeah, the characters, they're actually pretty close to the video game. This is what I would imagine a 
fighting video Honestly, game movie to be. To be to, to be honest, I don't know why I just asked you if you recommend this movie. It's a Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you should fucking see this movie. That should have been your answer, John. I mean, uh, yeah. It's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yes, of course. Watch right, it. It's a yes. Yes. All right. Uh, next month. Oh, I need my calendar. Find out what day we are going to be releasing. Next month, we are talking Sudden Death. Uh, the 1995 movie made by Universal. Uh, or no, it's not made by Universal. Sorry. He uh, rejoins Haim from Universal Soldier. Hmm. Or No, no, it is a Universal uh, movie. Sorry. Van Damme plays a French-Canadian-born fighter. He's always French-Canadian in every movie, except for this one where he's a bleach-blonde American that has a <laughs> French accent. But... Uh, he's French-Canadian-born firefighter with the Pittsburgh Fire Bureau who suffered a personal crisis after he was unable to save a young girl from a house fire. Now removed from active duty, Darren, I guess his name's Darren and his... <laughs> Darren has become demoted to being fire marshal for the Pittsburgh Civic Arena where a gang of terrorists are holding U.S. Vice President, not even the President, the Vice President, and several several other VIPs hostage in a luxury suite during a game. I remember this movie. Apparently there's like a bunch of bombs in this arena and they're going to blow it up. And he's like, there's one scene where he's fighting a mascot on the ice, I think. I think. That sounds familiar. Let's hope it's that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But we'll find out next month on April 6th is when that's going to come out. All right, so now it's time to announce our winner. I think it's pretty obvious, just looking at this comment thread that's on this screen. The one person who's been <laughs> consistently commenting throughout this whole thing, Frank Richards. Ah, uh, you win. So uh, I will be getting in contact with you to get your uh, info so that and stuff so I can mail you out an official Van Damme Jean-Claude t-shirt. You won, buddy. So thanks for joining us and thanks for, uh, you know, talking with us. It was fun. But I think that's going to do it for us on this episode. Uh, You can always find me on my other podcasts, Pointless Discussions, where Josh uh, usually sometimes, sometimes we let him talk. Usually he's just there editing. He does the sound effects and all that stuff. Uh, so that's every Tuesday. Um, no, thank you, Frank. Thank you for joining in on us doing a good show. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, uh, pointless discussions or, uh, I got a new podcast out. We're almost done with the first season. It's called two sides in a biscuit, a limp biscuit tribute podcast. You do not have to like limp biscuit at all to like this podcast. Uh, we talk life limp biscuit and recipes every week we analyze a different Limp Biscuit song and we read it poetry style and comment on it so yeah two sides in a biscuit pointless discussions and yeah this, thanks for being on Josh well thanks for having me alright this has been uh, Van Damme and Sean Claude Kumite come on <laughs> Look for something unusual. Something hard. Because of my...
I can do the splits, no problem. The squirrel was magic! Hi, I'm Tyler. I'm Jesse. And we are the Cannibal Wine Tasting Podcast, a weekly comedy podcast that deals with pop culture, anime, and being young fathers. Anime titties. Anything, God damn it. Anything you want to throw in here, Jesse, while we're here? We are the comedy for the now and future. And maybe the past. Maybe show your grandma this podcast. She'd probably have a heart attack. But nonetheless, please follow. Yeah, we upload on Monday. You get the uncensored episodes on Patreon. And Wednesday, you get the normal cookie cut clean episodes. So... Anyways, follow us at Cannibal Wine Tasting on any social media platform. Have a great day.